This is All India Radio. In the program spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on women's safety issues and concerns. The participants are Kuljit Kaur, expert on women issues, and Satya Prakash, journalist. Women constitute almost half of the Indian population, but there are lots of security-related issues which women face on a daily basis. And in many parts of the country, there are extreme sexual violence against women. As we have witnessed in Hyderabad and uh, almost uh, seven years ago, there was a similar incident in Delhi in which Nirbhaya was gang raped and killed. How important is the issue of women's safety? 50% of the population is the women. If the 50% of the population of a country, they are not feeling safe, then you can just imagine what is the productivity of the country, what is the GDP of the country, if half of the population is not feeling safe. What to talk of participating in the economy of the country, in the progress of the country, in the empowerment of the nation. At every step you are talking about seven years uh, before this uh, Nirbhay, that was just, you can say, that blot on the country's uh, reputation. Uh, one would agree with what you have described because we have all witnessed such things. What are the reasons behind this fact that they don't feel safe? The reason? In particular, also in the so-called upwardly mobile you know, urban settings. I'm saying that it starts from the family. It should start from the parents' attitude because we follow the patriarchal type of society where the boys are treated differently from the girls. Now it's the time that we should try to empower the girl and at the same time teach the sons also how to get adjusted to an empowered woman. Because all of a sudden the women have started coming off their houses, they're going to the workplace, they're going to the market, they're having uh, good positions and maybe the men and the boys they feel threatened. We have got this nearby fund, 100 crore fund during Jetley's time, the finance minister, but we have hardly used. It's only 20% which has been used, 80% is still lying over there. Why don't we have this more forensic uh, labs? Do we have enough laws to deal with the issues given the fact laws, that... Laws, we don't have much problem because after Nirbhay... J.S. Verma's uh, this committee, they put st stringent laws and the amendment was made and criminal laws have become very strong. The definition of the rape has also changed. And in 2018, even the government had issued an ordinance that if there is a rape of a minor girl, there should be a death penalty yes. and the case will be decided in fast court. And the same was done in Madhya Pradesh. I remember that Madhya Pradesh also, Delhi also, Himachal Pradesh, Arunachal Pradesh, everywhere they had given that uh, if a minor is raped, then death penalty. In Madhya Pradesh, I remember the lower court, they had given within one month the death penalty, but at the higher court, again, when the person appealed, the stay order was given. I don't say that anything against judiciary, but if you give so many steps of appeal and mercy and all, it takes years to gather the case which is happening with the Nirbhay. Coming to the executive, the government, what are the things that the government should have done and they have not done? And second, the kind of initiatives that the government, both at the central level and various state governments, they have taken. Do you think any positive steps taken, particularly given the fact that uh, the central government came out with this scheme, BT Padhao, BT Bachao. This kind of awareness, creating awareness because ultimately, as you pointed out in the beginning, it's about patriarchal mindset. So if we change that mindset and the government through these, these schemes, they are trying to do this. So two questions. One, what are the things that the government has done and which can be appreciated and implemented? And second, the things which they should have done, they have not done it. 
So particularly I tell you that government, they have made very stringent laws. But unless the laws are implemented. Second thing is that they have uh, kept this uh, nearby fund. These two steps are very good. Of course, government at their level, Betty, Bachao, Betty, but how they are doing so many things, awareness programs, they are being created. A police is being uh, given the awareness. But at the same time, so much the government can do. First thing I'll say that you must have more forensic labs. We had only five forensic labs till recently. And last year, Manika Gandhi, the Minister for Women and Child Development, she says we are going to have 11 forensic labs. I don't know whether we have or not. When there are so many rape cases, 93 cases per day, you can imagine that what the five forensic labs are going to do. So more forensic labs we should have. And then nearby funds should be used to give the self-defense to the girls and so many things other we can do with the nearby funds. Those should be properly used, the nearby funds. Whenever such things happen, we go to the police and it's often alleged that the police are not enough sensitive and they have not been sensitized to deal with uh, such cases. When a woman who is a victim of rape or maybe sexual harassment or maybe some other violence, when she goes to the police, she feels as if she is unwelcome. That of course is there. There are so many reasons. You have rightly said that police should be sensitized for that. And when I say this, I must qualify it. I am not talking about all police stations. The same thing happened in this uh, Hyderabad case also. That father went to the police station. He said that my daughter is not traceable. They said that she Same thing in Unao case also. She went to the police station and they didn't lodge the FIR. In so many places it's like that, that the police attitude is also not good. But we can't blame the police also always. First thing is that we should try to sensitize the police. Second thing is that they are so short of staff, there is short, so much shortage of staff and there are so many sexual assault and other cases that police is overburdened because of that. And then these are VIP atmosphere duties also. So most of the police, they are doing VIP duties. So though nobody is bothered about the women and the young girls. So you can't blame police. Always you can't blame. They are so overburdened. That's why they are not sensitive to these things. Quite often it happens that uh, a matter goes to trial in the courts and instead of deciding the cases in six months or one year, often it takes uh, several years. How can we expedite the judicial process? That's a different thing that the uh, Supreme Court has said that there should be fast-track courts to deal with such cases. And uh, in Delhi we have several such fast-track courts which were set up after the Nirbhaya gang rape case. So how do we expedite the judicial process? First thing is, first I'll come to this fast-track courts, which you have asked me this question. Fast-track courts are there, but the judges are not there in the fast-track courts. Now, Nirbhaya's mother, the other day she said that she had case transferred to fast-track courts. Then she says for months together there was no judge in the fast-track court. She had to then transfer that case to another court. That is one thing. Track courts are there, but what happens when the case is decided by the fast-track court even, the high court or the higher court, they give the stay order so many times on this plea that the procedure is not properly followed in that case. That is one thing. And second thing is that whenever the case is there, there is an investigation officer in police. Investigation officer is not properly trained that how to investigate and he is not properly sensitized. So that's why when he doesn't properly submit the paper in the judiciary, judiciary adjourns it and gives another date. That's why it gets delayed and delayed. 
So it starts from the police also and as I said in forensic courts also, when the semen and all goes for this DNA, when the forensic court takes years and years together, what happens? That semen also gets destroyed. We're when years forensic labs. Forensic labs. And DNA that for years and years when it's lying over there, that also gets destroyed. And the forensic labs, they are not able to send the report for investigation on time. And that's why the case gets delayed. And it delayed in the judiciary. And that's why judiciary also takes time. That is one thing. And when it gets delayed in the judiciary also, so many times the dates are given. After two, three years, the judges are also transferred. Again, the new judge comes and again he has to study the case. So that's why it gets delayed and all. So the attitude of judiciary, of police, that has to be changed. Awareness has to be created and they have to be sensitized for that. What about the prosecution? That's why I'm saying about prosecution. Prosecution, why it is delayed? Because they don't get the this report from the forensic labs. That is one thing. Second thing is police is overburdened. If you want to investigate a matter, you must get a time, you must get a calm mind, peaceful mind to go into that. They consider these cases also like other cases. So that's why they are not serious, they are not able to produce the proper investigation papers in the judiciary and judiciary is not able to take a decision. Often we talk about the role of NGOs in civil society and in sensitizing people and sensitizing the government machinery. How important is the role of civil society? in sensitizing the entire system. There is a main responsibility on the NGOs for creating the awareness program. They are doing their best. They are sensitizing the school children also. They are trying to sensitize the employees also. They are trying to sensitize police also. Recently, I have attended a CRPC1 program where we sensitize the police and the program was conducted over there. So NGOs are also coming forward, but government should also give some proper funding to the NGO. So many times the NGOs, they run short of money, they don't have the proper funding. And another thing is when they go to sensitize, even the government departments don't take it very seriously. They take it as a matter of things, you know. If they take that it's a special matter, NGO has paid a module for that and they are coming for that, only then something can happen. No? So NGO is already playing a role, but government should also come forward and financially support the NGOs. One of the issues you spoke in the beginning is about mindset, the kind of education we impart to our children. Do you think there is some need to change that in terms of curriculum or syllabus in various schools or maybe at college level? Today also in the paper, in, in our case, what the court has said, that in dealing with the case, the CBI has followed the patriarchal form. So this means even CBI is also now sensitized what to talk about others. So in schools also, we can start with the moral values. Sex education we should give in the schools in the curriculum. There is hardly any chapter on the great men of this country where syllabus is totally different. Syllabus is what was started during the time of the Britishers. We are still following that. We are not changing with the time. We should change with the time, moral values should be given, awareness program and sexual education. Because the children, they don't know about the sex, they create their own imagination. If they are made aware, if they are made uh, sensitive about that, they will be careful. Now we have started this good touch and bad touch. It affects the children so much. They say that they have learned because we have got this adolescent program for five days in which we teach these life skills and the changes in the body to the girls. After five days, you should see the change that how confident they feel, how straightforward they feel. 
and then if you give them defense training also in the curriculum in the schools i don't think that girls they will need anybody other support one of the issues is regarding violence against girl children and uh, trafficking in women also how serious are these two problems because this is kind of subset of the main problem that is women's safety trafficking of course is very common this is very prevalent i, I should say it's in the whole of the world about 6 million girls are trafficked every year it's not only in india it's in bangladesh also in other countries also trafficking is there that problem is there that of course at least if the border police is careful and they are alert then trafficking can be stopped from north states the girls are trafficked to nepal if a police is very alert over there and very strict i don't think there will be any trafficking if that area is controlled by the government then the trafficking can be stopped by child girl because there are so many evil in the society that's why the parents are scared now every day when they read in the paper about the rape and sexual assault so that's why those people they are discouraged to have girls so we have to make a very secure society for the women and get away with the dories and all only then we can stop death of girl child so what you are suggesting that we have to fight this battle lot oh, at yes, various we, levels let's hope that all the efforts that are being put in by the government and media, various other media should also be sensitized thank you very much you were listening to a discussion on women's safety issues and concerns the participants were kuljit kaur expert on women issues and satya prakash journalist This program is produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com.